babies. Yeah, every once in a while, you got to get off the sports. And uh, what was the last? Let me. Yeah, you just deep all of a sudden, diving just, mothers, gaping asshole. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. Just you search a little midget porn. You know, throw them. Goddamn off. Chinese with that fucking gaping. They won't mother know how to pin you down. No, I'm gonna oh, beat that. Man. Goddamn. We were we were fine until you said goddamn Chinese, Ray. Oh, God. You said it. You said Chinese. I didn't say goddamn. Oh, we can't say God. I got you. I yeah, got you. it's the God that has to be beeped. Chinese, fine. God, fine. Nope. They're on the back. They're on the. They're on the bad list right now. It's okay to fuck with them. Uh, speaking of fucking with the Chinese, what do we get? What do you say we get to our opening takes? Uh, Ray, uh, why don't you kick us off? Uh, Super Bowl is upon us, and the goat talk is upon us as well. I mean, from Montana to Brady to now Mahomes, but how can you be a goat when you've only won one? And he's going for his third Super Bowl now, so he could be two and one after this weekend, but you can't be a goat. Tom Brady was three and oh, Montana was four and oh. You already have a blemish on your record, my friend, and it's not a dynasty either. Because you you have to continuously win. You're you're going to the Super Bowl and losing. You're not a dynasty. I mean, Montana four and zero. Brady was three and zero. You're going to be one and two after this weekend. So the dynasty talk has to stop for these Kansas City Chiefs fans because it's getting ridiculous. And the goat talk because we all know it's either Brady or Montana. And Mahomes has a ways to go before he can even touch that pedestal that those two gentlemen are on. Bah. <laughs> He's not. Ah, I see that putting him on a pedestal. Name. See what I did? The old Bob pedestal. Uh, yeah, we'll talk a little bit about that. I have some opinions. I got a, uh, I got an opinion from an outside source that I'd like to share with that as well. Uh, until then, let's, let's do a little basketball talk. Bobby, I know you have an opening take on the uh, Celtics. Yeah, let's talk about these Celtics trade rumors to bring in Kevin Durant. So Kevin Durant, he's a little over the hill. You know, he's, he's still good, but an aging basketball player. So now the media is putting it out that apparently bringing in Kevin Durant is a good idea. The Celtics jettisoned Kyrie Irving. Obviously, we know all about Kyrie. Thought the earth was flat. He, in his press conference, when he gets accepted by the Mavericks, he says, I wanted to be celebrated, not just tolerated. I've never heard a quote so fucking dumb. I don't even know what that means. So this guy, we kick him out of Boston. The Nets don't want him. Kevin Durant thought it was a good idea to play with Kyrie Irving, signed with him, and now the Celtics want to bring that guy in after getting rid of him? I, I can't see this happening and why we would want to get rid of good homegrown talent in Jalen Brown, who they can win the title with. They can win the title. If it's not this year, it'll be next year. Free agents will come. They'll be able to get more type of free agents like the Brogdons to come in and fill out the roster if need be, but I, I just don't see it happening. I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. Clearly, obviously, I got a lot of thoughts on Kyrie. Uh, we can get to that departure there. Uh, and <laughs> they celebrated, not tolerated. Uh, you weren't, newsflash Kyrie, you weren't tolerated either. The, and the word for that, Bobby, is I believe what you're going for is cunt. Mm -hmm. uh, so in the Celtics whole side of that thing, I think it's bullshit uh, in the KD talk. So we'll definitely get to that. Uh, before that, I'll give you my opening take. And it was on the ball-washing bonanza that was Brady and Belichick on Brady's uh, Let's Go podcast that was released the other day. I'm not going to lie to you. My initial instincts when I, when I first saw the kind of quote, and I listened to it pretty early on, I wanted to bash this thing like a goddamn bashing basher, but I couldn't. I listened to it, and within the first, first line out of Bill Belichick's mouth, I was... I was getting emotional. I was thinking I was getting emotional because I was thinking of Ray, who I knew was getting emotional. I knew hard. he you're saying yeah. hard wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was laying in his bathtub, rubbing <laughs> coconut oil over his fucking fupa, listening to that <laughs> shitty, shitty audio 
But the two of them go back and forth, wax poetic about their goddamn careers together and how they dominated for 20 years. Oh, it was Patriot porn for the uh, for the loving years. But it was some ball washing, not a single word of, of fucking truth about the angst that came uh, with that relationship, like any relationship for 20 years. So that part bugged me a little bit. But mostly it, it was a bonanza of just cradling the sack and, and soft blowing on the uh, on the old route. So we'll get into that talk and, and what it means. What were the motives from that? Uh, Celtics in on Katie again. We'll see uh, what happened there. Where'd you Don't go, right? Keep keep talking. Oh, God damn. <laughs> Screwed me up. I was going through my show rundown. Uh, LeBron broke the record all-time NBA uh, points leader in LeBron James. What a doozy that spectacle was. It is Super Bowl week. We'll get into the Super Bowl and that Chiefs dynasty they're shooting for. A uh, little Bruins talk. Trade deadline's coming up for the uh, NHL as well. And simplest minds of the week. We got some doozy professional athletes on that. Welcome to the Civil Mind Sports Show, Friday Rewind, February 9th, uh, 10th. Yeah, plus two. Plus two. Still on Vegas time, a lot of recuperating. Mm. So, I'll chalk that one up to to Vegas. No, it's been two weeks. You haven't done it in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, you're welcome. Uh, if you're listening on iHeartRadio, we are the number one New England sports show on iHeart and self-proclaimed on iTunes. Kudos to us. Wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching, uh, rate, subscribe, review, tell your friends, and tell your mothers. Tell them about W Energy Drink. That's W.GG. Uh, put in promo code Simple Minds for 15% off all your orders. W.GG. Let's start with that Brady Belichick ball washing. Uh, I'll give you the quote. This was obviously on Let's Go podcast, uh, Brady's podcast with Jim Gray, who sounds like a squirrel with his nuts cut off. The uh, Here's what Belichick had to say. Mm. Quote, the greatest player, the greatest career, the great, great person. It was such an opportunity and an honor for me to coach Tom, Belichick said. I guess it's not. It's, guess it's got to come to an end at some point. It's the greatest one ever. Congratulations, Tom. And then Tom Brady, further on the conversation, had this to say: "For me, there's nobody better. I'd rather there's nobody I'd rather be associated with than Bill Belichick. From my standpoint, I think it's always a stupid conversation to say Brady versus Belichick because, in my mind, that's not what a par- partnership is about." Uh, they went on for about 15 minutes with uh, tossing uh, compliments like that back and forth. Um, Belichick went into this is getting a lot of play. Belichick went into the fact that Brady uh, basically gave him the green light to rip his ass in meetings. And that's really what set the foundation to, uh, you know, have the success that they had being able to treat Brady in the same way as the other players. And I think that that, like in that part of the conversation, they got into some real stuff, which was really interesting to hear. But you know, when it got towards uh, whatever question Jim Gray asked about, you know, kind of the end, God, these guys just wouldn't go there. They just couldn't go there. They just couldn't go to the point like, yeah, you like sometimes you just get fucking sick of each other, and that's what happened. <laughs> well, they didn't want to talk about the horse in the room, and that would be Giselle. Like, let's be honest, that's the reason why this whole thing broke up. Giselle didn't want to spend any more winters up here, and she was t- uh, 
putting shit in Brady's head saying, you know, you should be uh, a god and Belichick shouldn't be talking to you like that. You know, you're not Tom uh, Johnny Foxborough. You're Tom fucking Brady. And I think Giselle really put the uh, – she Yoko Ono, the Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Uh, yeah. And then Tom was like, yeah, you're right, Giselle. He's a fucking dick. <laughs> How he dare doesn't you, treat me nice. Hey, he he's an asshole. He not treat you nice for very many years, Tommy. Yeah. You need to treat yourself better. Yeah. I have nice cocoa Never butter. We go down to ball. Miami. It'd be great. Tampa, okay. you fucking idiot. I said Miami. My Miami. <laughs> uh, look, it is a little bit of a coincidence that basically immediately after Giselle dumped him for a jujitsu guy, he was at Kraft's wedding and now is making nice with everybody back in New England. Do you think there's – do you want to go into that route? What, what's the uh, back-channeling here? What's Brady's MO? You know, he's – He's going into the booth in 2024 for Fox. He's got a year to uh, mend fences, and it seems like he's doing it as fast as he can. Like Bill Belichick going on a podcast. Like, what's the motives here? What? what yeah, I don't what quite are they fully understand. Like, Ooh, I, know I get why is. Belichick would want to save face because he's lost the breakup. Brady won the Super Bowl, and he played good. And Belichick's had a couple rough years. So, but for like Brady, other than the angle you're talking about, like I don't. He doesn't need to. He doesn't need to do this. So oh, I don't fully he get does. It. He does. Because you know what every great band has? A reunion tour. Brady mm. ain't done. Wait till fucking the spring and wait till OTAs start. He's just missing it. What is he going to do with his life? Yeah, you're great, but all you ever did in your life was football. He's going to miss the shit out of football. And what better opportunity when you got a shit bag of a quarterback in New England you can come back here. We're all going to suck your dick dry anyway, so come on back up here, Tommy. Fucking one more go around the farewell tour. You can sell merch. You can have TB12 selling merch up in Foxborough. The TB12 tour. One more go. Bill and Brady at it again. Oh, fuck yeah. Oh, I'm getting hard. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> the term is just not flaccid. Yeah, look, uh, there's definitely going to be a Brady tour, but it's not going to be on the field. Kraft has been in the media. He was on fucking CNN the other day talking about trying to get him to sign a one-day contract. That doesn't sound like it's going to happen. The latest thing... Brady uh, won't sign the contract. Yeah, Brady won't sign the contract, so he's not going to sign a one-day contract. Never mind a one-year contract, Ray. But the latest thing, yesterday, Kraft got a camera in his face and said, we're planning a Brady celebration. So they're going to build a statue with the $200 million uh, scoreboard they're building down there. Part of it's going to be this Brady statue. And, you know, don't be surprised if TB12's lights turn back on at Patriot Place or there's a, you know, Brady's restaurant or whatever, you know. what? Who's still got the deed in that Brookline house that Kraft basically fucking gave him years ago? You know, this is, something's in the works. Some athlete bought it. Hold on, keep talking. But I, I, I'm less cynical than that. I honestly think Brady is just a softy. I honestly just think he's a soft heart. I think he got um, uh, uh, wounded, emotionally wounded at the end of that Patriot run, um, probably with Belichick, but certainly with Kraft. They were so close and, you know, they were butthurt for a number of years. And now they are now they're literally just mending fences. They were as close as family and want to get, remain that way and i think that's i honestly think that's at the root of what's going on and there's probably some business deals that have come along with it but i just think brady's in his heart is soft and you're right giselle hardened him up like a uh <laughs> like a little boy and was using him like a marionette at the end there to get down to miami miami uh but they just they missed were. it by a hundred or so miles west in that shit old tampa bay <laughs> Middle of Florida. Yeah. Tommy, there, there's only meth dealers here. This no bad. This bad. 
But Giselle, yeah. we got Jeter's house. It's on the water. That water is <laughs> that water is nasty, Tommy. It's no good. No. I do not go in water. No, that man I stay in Miami. Me. I don't want him. I here. fuck, 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 and you come on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's all I got on that. Brady, uh, beyond Ray's uh, mystery tour of Brady coming back to New England, he's definitely not coming back to play football anywhere. By the way, um. You th- what? What? Any thoughts of him going to the booth? Do you think he actually makes it to the booth? I don't want to see him. Three hundred million dollars. I don't want to hear him call football games. I want to watch. He's fun to watch play football. I don't particularly like li- liking listening to him talk. He's too nice. Yeah. If he would dissect the game the way that his mind dissects a football game, I think it'd be interesting as hell. And if he, you know, were as competitive with it as we've seen him on the on the field and how everybody says he is, I think it, it would be awesome. He'd probably make be a better analyst in the studio than a than live being able to dissect shit like that. But I still like, dude, you're the greatest player of all time. It's fucking beneath you. Like, go sit on your golden throne and collect royalties off whatever the fuck else you can make money on. Don't go sit next to some jackass in the Fox booth just talking about else. the the latest. Yeah. Well, I agree. If you well, already to failed at everything else, he's kind of done. So I don't know. Yeah. I'd like to see him do kind of something like that Peyton and Eli do. Like, I would watch that. Like, him and another defensive player just shooting the shit and, like, talking about, like, this is what they're doing here. Have a special guest on and shit. Like, yeah. guys that are, like, Then a UFC guy now. comes on and tells him about the different positions the jiu-jitsu instructor put Giselle in. That'd be awesome. I'd, I'd watch that. Yeah, I'd like to see him <laughs> blow up. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd yeah. work out great. Uh, speaking of different positions that jujitsu guys have been uh, putting you in, Ray, why don't you kick it off with headlines with the obvious one? Uh, thank you there, Richard. Super Bowl 57 is here. The Kansas City Chiefs take on the Philadelphia Eagles in Glendale, Arizona at State Farm Stadium. The Eagles are favored at one and a half, and the over-under is 50 and a half. Other bets for the game, Chris Stapleton is singing the national anthem. Over two minutes and two seconds is favored at 125. And Riri is making her first appearance in six years to perform at this year's halftime Can't show. Can't say that. Riri? Mm. That's what they call her. Riri. Yeah. Man. Not anymore. Halftime show. And Don't Stop the Music is the favorite at 150 for the first song during the show. The NHL is coming off its all-star break with the Bruins. Uh, with that, the Bruins don't play till Saturday afternoon against the Washington Capitals. The Bruins are 39-7-5 with a league-best 83 points. In NBA news... Uh, LeBron James has stopped all the wars and made peace on Earth. No, but that's how we celebrate after becoming the all-time leader in points, passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Cool. Uh, The Brooklyn Nets dumpster fire is complete. Kyrie Irving was shipped out of town when he wasn't going to get the max deal this offseason. And in one of the greatest moves ever, the Nets owner, Joe Tsai, shipped him off to Dallas, not L.A., where Kyrie wanted to go. Tip of the cap to you, sir. Tip of the cap. And the Celtics play the Philadelphia 76ers as we speak. Uh, and they are league best 38 and 16 with the trade deadline tomorrow, Thursday, February 9th. And finally, the Red Sox had truck day, which if you or anyone you know that has gone down to watch a bunch of trucks with baseball equipment head to Florida for spring break, then you are a loser. This has been headlines with the obvious one. Back to you, Richard. I hope the queen wasn't listening because that would have hurt his feelings. I think he, lo- he loves truck day. He likes truck day. He likes playing uh, Dungeons and Dragons. He likes all those weird fucking loser games. Is he the dungeon master? No, uh, no. His mom's the dungeon master. <laughs> yeah, he it's his character in- of choice. 
She lives in dark places like Aaron Troll. Rogers. Troll? Is that a Troll. character? Yeah, he's the queen. He's the queen. Uh, queen. Queen. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, I want. I can't wait to get into the Kyrie stuff. Oh, here we go. Kyrie traded to the Nets. Uh, yeah. Well, the no, Joe's, no, no. From the Nets. From the Nets. Sorry, Joe Sai and the one of the one of the best spite, like overtly spite moves we've seen in a long time. Two unprotected first round picks from the Lakers, 27 and 20, 2027, 2029. You get the Russell Westbrook contract to make the money work. And then basically whatever the young talent off the roster that they wanted. And Josiah said, nah, we're going to send him down to Texas. <laughs> we'll see how his racial harmony fucking deals with those people. Oh, man. I love it. <laughs> to play with Luka exactly. Doncic, who has exactly. the most usage the mo- in the like the history of the NBA. The it's guy the dumbest the fucking trade. It's the dumbest fucking. It makes no. I don't understand it's why so Dallas did it. Why would Dallas do that trade? Because they got him for nothing. They got him for fucking nothing. But the, the basketball makes no fucking sense. No, because you're stacked with the guards now down in Dallas. <laughs> they don't play defense, but they, look, anybody who traded for, unless it was like Sacramento or Minnesota or somebody that needed to sell tickets, it was going to be a bad move because Kyrie Irving is one of the worst things you can do to your franchise. Flat out. you Like he's defined himself as a problem no matter what. No matter what he does, he what he says in Portland, Portland Trailblazers, he'd fit right in in Portland. Dame, <laughs> I think Dame Lillard would literally kill him. I think he might murder him <laughs> if he had to play with him. I like, and 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 then generally when you get a move like this for Kyrie, like I forget who the analyst was, but he said he counted the days of good behavior from Kyrie Irving and basically from when refusing to be to apologize for being an anti semite, which he took that apology down by the way that they made him uh-huh. put up there. That's gone. Since refusing to apologize for hating the Jews, it was 74 days of good behavior. And then the Nets refused to give him a $200 million contract because, you know, he's only played a quarter of the games he was supposed to play, and they gave him $90 million or something like that. Mm -hmm. So he said, get me out of here. So they shipped him to Texas. And then the first chance he gets in front of a microphone, he says, I was disrespected. I was disrespected. I wanted to be appreciated, not tolerated. This guy is only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. He said that in Cleveland. He said that in Boston and now Brooklyn. Where the He's place that delusional. he wanted to go because that's his childhood te- team growing up. You know, he wanted to play for his dad's favorite team and the Nets and all this. And now he's with KD and all that. And you fucking still burned your bridge. Like, you're an asshole. This guy, he's out of the league. He won't get a contract next season. Guaranteed. Oh, he'll get a contract. Someone From will give him a contract. One of those teams I just one of those teams I just said. One of those teams I just said. They'll give him they'll give him a deal. Or or Braun. LeBron might do it because he's desperate. But there's no more obviously we've been doing the show for what, Riff? Like almost three and a half years. I've had my Kyrie rants. I can't rant anymore. I I gave you the Kyrie Ultimate Douchebag blog on Simple Mind Sports. It took <laughs> me all it. day. It was the most work I've done in like four years, just regular work or this show, anything I've ever done. That's the hardest work I've worked in years. I got nothing left. There's nothing left to say about Kyrie Irving. If you are, if anybody, Jay Williams is defending this guy, like, what are you talking about? Like, he's a piece of shit. That's it. He's a piece of shit. He's an entitled piece of shit. To your point, though, Bobby, Kevin Durant, one of the greatest players in NBA history, two-time finals MVP, followed this piece of shit to Brooklyn. Now, to his credit, he did try to get away from him for the past two years, <laughs> and he couldn't. 
This fucking um, judgment is it's almost worse. Like if you're just a fucking moron like Kyrie Irving, you could be like, ah, the guy's an idiot. But if you're if you're the one that follows the idiot, it's like I think that's worse. Yeah, it's like me continuing to do the show with Ray. Like I <laughs> I'm on that I'm on you're that plane. You're an idiot. I know. I know. I love you, Ray. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I'm sorry, fine. baby. I didn't mean that. Uh, but I, I'll, I'll say, I don't know what I was going to say. I lost my train of thought. Let's go to the KD Celtics rumors. Uh, um, right after Kyrie gets traded, boom, Stephen A. Smith. Uh, the Lake, the, the Nets are trying to move KD. People are talking. Look at the Celtics. Watch that Jalen Brown. And then, boom, Jalen Brown out the next game with a quote-unquote illness. I don't want to believe it. I want to believe the Nets called Brad Stevens and because they spoke on the phone, they were able to leak whatever they wanted to leak and uh and just to drive the market up. But at the si- same time, they're they're look they're going looking to flip Dinwiddie for Max Van Fleet up there in Toronto. <laughs> there there's rumors of them making a deal um out to Sacramento to bring guys in. They want to stay competitive. I don't, don't think they enough. can do that. I don't think they can do that Toronto deal. Sorry, Rich, to cut you off, but I think it, it had to be a three-team trade with uh, Dallas, and I don't think it went through because the trade already has gone through with uh, Dallas and Brooklyn, so it can't happen. Gotcha. Well, either way, all the all the tea leaves are reading that um, you know they're looking to stay competitive. And look, even if you did want to trade Kevin Durant, he's still under contract for two more years. The offseason is the time to trade him anyway. He's hurt. He's not playing. He's thirty-five or whatever. From a Celtics perspective, Bobby, no, no fucking way. Terrible and, trade. Unless it's Derek White, Peyton Pritchard, Gallinari in a first round, like unless it's the gems off the bench that I read on Twitter. Someone on Twitter had the audacity to say, give him a couple of the gems off the bench. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless it's that, unless you like, sure, you want to put. and and bums, yeah, but not like one of their. and like... bums. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> give him them. But they can't. I guess they can't trade any first round picks now either. Some NBA rule because of all the assets they've. I don't know. Well, you can't. You can't deep dive into it, but you can't trade any more first round picks till like twenty twenty nine or something like that. You can't really? trade back back to back first round picks. Mm. So they gave up uh, this year's for Malcolm Brogdon. So I think the next one they have is either twenty twenty four or twenty twenty five. Yeah, it's something ridiculous. Twenty twenty five is probably the next one that they're allowed to trade. Yeah, something like that. But either way, if you're the Nets, you don't want that. They they took the 2029 or 2027 from the Mavs because they know the, they're they should be, be decent good. for the next yeah. few years. So you might as well take one down the line. Either way, like yeah, unless it's picks and bums, I don't I'm not doing that deal. You're the you're the best team in the NBA. What the why are you gonna fuck with that? And why would you want an old old basketball player? Like nobody wants to watch older basketball play. Like it's not it isn't fun to watch. Like the Celtics are fun to watch right now. Like He's as a, a fan, I don't want to watch Kevin Durant. But in the playoffs, though, that guy is fucking lethal. I would, I love watching him and going don't, against him. It's scary. Don't get me wrong. If you put a healthy KD in J, in Jalen Brown's spot, they win the championship. Probably going away this year. But that doesn't do him any good next year or moving forward. And it yeah, do you, kind of do you want him fucking with Tatum? Up. You want to fuck with Tatum either? Yeah, I don't I like because KD's a big back bitch. I think and Tatum's already there. there. All these guys are already there. They all love Kyrie. Like they all love oh. each other. They're already they're all in their in their in the same club. You know, the, the guys that are not are not in the same club are <laughs> whack jobs like John Moran, <laughs> everyone on the Grizzlies, <laughs> which we'll get to, or 
you know, your oddballs and his freedom who is, you know, fighting for the, you know, his tweet was the glorious the other night. <laughs> Go ahead. Do you have it in front of you? The no, LeBron but it was, tweet? Some, it was something about like LeBron got the uh, passing record. Look it up. Like, Cause it's good. Look it up. While it is good. All right. I want to talk to you about the Celtics uh, and what they do need. Cause the trade deadline is in like two days or three days, or maybe it's today as it releases. Um, Here's some quotes about the Celtics and what they're looking to do. Another rival team said, quote, it's clear to us that Brad Stevens has the go ahead to add tax money. We know that Wick said that because all of our conversations would be TPE trades for them. We just don't have anyone that uh, that's a fit for that kind of deal. But the Celtics are trying to use it. They got a couple of TPEs. Keep an eye on the Celtics potentially sending a protected first round pick or two second round picks in exchange for a player that makes it under the six million dollar to fit the TPE. It seems like Boston has no plans to let it expire. So they're looking to bring somebody in um, to fit that $6 million TPE move, which is you know, a backup big or whoever you want. Well, that's what they need. I think they need, they need backup wing Tatum and Brown are playing way too many minutes and they don't have anybody that could come in that position and score off the bench. Sam Hauser's your only backup true, your true backup wing and he sucks. Um, and you need front corp down tonight against the Sixers. Horford and Time Lord are out again. So Luke, goddamn Cornette, trying to block shots from the paint, is in there holding it down. And uh, you obviously need need someone to fill that role. And I can almost guarantee they're going to bring someone in. No, Nerlens Noel is being tossed around. Kelly Olynyk, Wolf, being not talked tossed around. But there's a shit ton of players out there. And you're the best team in the league with an MVP candidate. You're the buyout market. Diamond, so you can go get whatever veteran is out there on the buyout market after the trade deadline. So they should be able to get who they want at this point in time. Just depends on what they're looking for and um and who's willing to play ball. Last point, I'll uh, give you a couple more points, and then then I'll get your opinion on it. Grant Williams' name is uh, heating up in terms of the trade market. He is a restricted free agent. Here's a quote about Grant Williams: Grant wants a lot of money. We heard he's thinking about 18 to 20 million waiting for him in the free agency. I'm sorry. We heard he's got 18 to 20 million waiting for him in free agency, and he wants to play more, probably start. Not sure either one of those happens in Boston. A league source said Brad Stevens will move Williams if he can get a comparable player that's under team control for a couple more years. Way to go, Brad. And then Peyton Pritchard, the last guy that's name's getting tossed around. League sources expect the logjam at guard to be something that is resolved over the summer. One source put it succinctly. They're trying to win a title. You don't give away good depth at spots with injury histories. Boston won't get cute. I'm on board with both of those. Like, if you can get someone to substitute for Grant, I'm on board. And with all the injuries going on between Marcus Smart and Malcolm Brogdon, uh, Peyton Pritchard's your depth there. That being said, I heard today they're looking at uh, combining Pritchard and Gallinari's salary to go and get somebody Mo Bamba's name is being tossed around. Mo Fuck yes. Bamba. Everybody's up for sale if you can bring in somebody that's going to improve this team. And they should. They have to make a deal. They have to bring somebody in. Everyone Something but the Jays. Everyone but the Jays is I'm all on board. Anyone. Oh, I push that further. Like a team like this. Horford, no. Time Lord, no. Brogdon, no. Smart, no. Derek White, no. Like your your six man rotation is set. I don't fuck with that. You're the best team in the league. But your depth pieces, your depth pieces and Peyton Pritchard, Grant Williams is part of is part of your rotation. It would take something serious to move Grant Williams for me, but he is an asset that will probably go to waste 
but it's not about maximizing asset this year. It's about maximizing your roster and winning a championship. So if 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 you win a championship and Grant William walks away for nothing, yeah. so what? You yeah. you win that. You're all blurry, Ray. You got to fix your auto auto correct on that new camera. Um, Bobby, your uh, overall opinion on the Celtics as we move into the trade deadline here? Yeah, they need to make a move. Uh, they've gotten a little bit stale, but I mean, it is also it's January, it's February. This is when it happens. But they're a little bit stale. I'm wondering if it's coaching. Um, I, I feel like that they kind of don't have a different gear. They only win one way. They're not really trying to win another way. I don't know if you're going to wait until he tries to put in some new philosophies, but I think he's also going with the roster that he has. But I mean, the missing piece that they need with Gallinari was that piece. If Gallinari was here, the team would be complete and we wouldn't be worrying about this. So, I mean, there's all this cryptic talk about his injury of his return, but based off of the injury, I don't see how he can come back and be effective in time. It seems like it's going to be next year. So he is still there coming back. Uh, I'm kind of on board with the Grant Williams thing. I mean, if they can get him and turn him into a guy that is, you know, that is comparable, but they get him later, you know, if he wants to go play for, you know, Minnesota and start and make all his money, I get it. Like instead of being the eighth guy and seventh guy off the bench with the Celtics. So yeah, yeah. It, it's all there. You got to, re- you got to replicate what he does almost exactly though. Cause yeah, he's, he's a key piece player. on his team. He's a top yeah. 100 player. Top 100, baby. Top 100. 18 to 20 is probably too high. They said that about Marcus Smart, too, and his market was like 14, 15. Yeah, it's his people putting that out there. That's why. Yeah, right, right. yeah that's exactly right. Um, it's a good point on on the way that they win. I mean, it's been this way for a year and a half. If they don't hit their shots, they lose, more or less. Nothing else. Which is what worries me and has always worried, been, worried me about Tatum. Can Jason Tatum lift the team? I, I still don't quite see it. Like... When everything around them is going bad, the Kobe Bryants of the world just said, give me the ball and get the fuck out of the way, and then put up 10 straight. The LeBrons of the world put up 29 of 30 points in their playoff series against the Pistons and won that game. Like, I haven't seen Tatum do that yet. Like, when things are going right and everything's moving, he's phenomenal, and he'll lead you. He'll have a 20-point third quarter to put the game away if you can play defense in the fourth but I haven't seen him take a take a team or, or a situation that's completely shit and turn it around himself. Hmm. So, yeah, he can be a part of the synergy, but he can't get it started on his own. Good way to put it. Um, right. Any final thoughts on the uh, buyout market or the uh, trade market? Do you find that in Freedom Tech uh, tweet? I did. I was going to wait for the LeBron thing when you. Okay. Yeah. Wait for the LeBron thing. thing. Your final thoughts on the Celtics? I'm I'm all in on the buyout market. I think Brad Stevens is given the green light from uh, Wick to go out there and spend whatever you have to, and I don't think you're going to trade any assets. Like you said, if you're the best team in the league, so keep rolling with it. But if you can go in the buyout market and get something great, then do it. Yeah. Who who will that? Who will that be? I don't know. I don't until the buyout market begins. But there's some big names that could be on the buyout market. It'll be someone. It'll be someone for sure. They're definitely going to add. They're not going to. They're not going to uh, sit in their hands. That's for sure. All right, quick break, and we'll do a little LeBron talk. That should be fun. Mm. Guy. Speaking of the Chinese, LeBron. <laughs> okay. Don't mess with his well, fucking money. Don't mess with them. <laughs> Pay me my money. LeBron James breaks the all-time scoring record uh, held by Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for close to 40 years. Scores 
38,390 points to break the record. Uh, hit it on a fadeaway with 10 seconds left in the third quarter. Uh, and then went on to orchestrate orchestrate a, 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 an event and a celebration as if, Ray, you said in the opening, uh, as if he had won uh, world peace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he solved world peace and Earth is like finally like peace. They're here's what, here's the life. first thing that stuck out to me. So he hits the shot. Everyone goes crazy. He turns around. One of his teammates... Like at half court, he turns around and puts his arms up and okay, yep, fine. Yeah, you just broke one of the greatest records in sports. I get it. One of his teammates went to like go over and congratulate him and then like backed off and was like, no, 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 I can't. Didn't congratulate with a single teammate, not one. Didn't like, didn't even take a second to have it for himself and then go dab his teammates up. Nope. Took his time. Anthony Davis sat his ass down on the bench and then. You saw him start pointing to his family and pointing to this publicist and pointing to that guy, like fucking orchestrating the entire event. Bring in the cameras. Bring on Kareem. Kareem walked out there with a puss on his face, handed him to basketball, and they gave him a <laughs> mic. And for fucking 12 minutes, with 10 seconds left in the quarter, LeBron James went out to talk about how fucking great he was. It was just the epitome of what he is. And there's there's just not a sincere bone in his body. Everything is so is it since he was 16 years old. It's just been planned and fraudulent, and I don't know. It it just leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Like his talent's uh, undeniable. But let's uh, Enos Freedom said it best. So I have the tweet in front of me. Uh, it says 38,388 points, zero morals, zero values, zero principles. Zero empathy, one bow down to China. Congratulations, King James. Enos Cantor. Enos Freedom. Enos Freedom. I love it. That made me giggle so much when I read that. Your thoughts on Braun breaking the record? Who cares? You're not the GOAT. Who fucking cares? That's what's so sad about it. That's literally how I feel, too. I agree. Who fucking cares? It's cool. You have the record. You did it in more time than it took uh, Kareem to do it. More time than MJ to do it when he hit... What it was at uh, thirty thousand. So it's like who? It's rings, baby. You don't have them. So right now, cool. You have the scoring record. No one else cares. Yeah, it's it's a shame that it's not celebrated the way that it should because it's a big record. It's a big deal. Like he scored the most points ever in NBA history, and it's not like that's not something to. It does matter. It just sucks that it's him. It's probably next over. to the home run the the home run record, probably the second greatest record in sports, right? No, I'd go to hitting record, the Joe DiMaggio. You think? Yeah, we could run down. That'd be a fun, that'd be a fun little happy hour to run down the uh, best hold, records in sports, but hold on, let me write that down. Okay, put that in the ledger, please. Um, but either way, yeah, it, it certainly it certainly did not have the like he 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 added its the his own bravitas to it which is so god what's the word i'm looking for his whole career is so he's the, he fraudulent. thinks he's elitist he acts like he's like a member of the elite and he that is what he wants to be and it is what he is but what's frustrating is he tries to sell you that he is not elite that he is of the people from the people for the people when it is so crystal clear that he isn't he is, he's a communist like He's so disingenuous. And from our generation, like he's like the same age as us. We've watched him come up. We should love this guy. 
we all fucking hate him. It's like it, it, yeah. he he wanted to play with Kyrie Irving. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah. And it started with the decision to go to the Heat, and you know the way that he did that was bullshit. And everyone gives him shit for the super team. I don't give him shit for the super. Like super teams have been around for a while, but uh, I give him a lot of credit for going back to Cleveland and winning that that coming back from three one. Like, and I've I've defended because I try to generally try to take the devil's advocate and the other side of arguments to piss people off, but I've defended the other side of the Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time. And LeBron's probably a better basketball player overall. So he probably is just generally overall. He's bigger. He's stronger. He's faster. He's, he's a better passer. He's, definitely he's better just athlete. as good defensively. And he's now he's the all time leading scorer, but clearly at least the first part of his career, he didn't have the killer instinct. He probably still doesn't have it now. And the, the epitome of that, of that LeBron breaking that record in that game, the Lakers, he scored 36 points in quarters one through three to break the record. And then in the fourth quarter, he scored two and his team lost by three. So that like after his spectacle on the court, he was tired <laughs> from all that talking and that thinking about who like, he had to celebrate, you know, if the that Thunder doesn't were like, we got him right up. where we want him guys. I, I, I'll be, I'll be honest. I liked him when he went to Miami. I always root for the villains. When he did that, I was like, Oh, this guy, like even Kanye, when everyone hates Kanye, I love Kanye just because of that whole thing. But everyone has that moment where you're just like, all right, now I see the cringeworthy shit. When he went to L.A. to do Space Jam, that's the only reason why he wanted to go to L.A. So he could film that fucking awful movie that I won't let my kids watch. Fuck him. Like, no, you're just trying to be MJ. You're trying to do that. And then when he took 23 so Anthony Davis could wear it because six is his number, because no other person was great enough to wear number six. Hello, Bill Russell's whole fucking number six has been retired in the NBA. Read a book other than fucking Hunger Games and fucking Harry Potter, you douchebag. Godfather. No, he reads Harry Potter and Hunger Games. I remember they were making fun of him that because he can't read over a high school level. <laughs> yeah, maybe watching them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the whole his whole I, a part of me doesn't. A part of me gets it. Like this this guy has been a worldwide celebrity basically since he was sixteen years old. Like he's been an uber celebrity since that time and the pressure they i think he gave himself the nickname the king but since he came into the nba they said this is the next jordan this guy is the next guy to be and he was and he revolutionized the nba for better or for worse he did and he's a billionaire like you can't take any of those things away from him so i kind of get that his entire professional persona is fake because it probably had to been to deal with everything that he's dealt with but it's still insufferable mm-hmm. It's still, it's still really, really hard to take, which makes it really, really hard to celebrate this moment. It's like, who cares? I don't fucking. I wonder care. if Delonte West was there. <laughs> no, I don't think his stepdad was in attendance. That's he, had a, he would have to sneak into the into the uh, in the arena. Uh, do you have a goat list off the top of your head? Where do, where is where does LeBron rank? Well, like in NBA history, yeah, he's on five. He's at five for me. Go ahead. I'd have uh, Wilt Chamberlain, Michael Jordan. You have Wilt Kobe. before Jordan. No, oh, I'm just I'm just naming them off. I'm sorry. I'm just sorry. Sorry. I go MJ one, Wilt two, uh, Kobe three. You got to go Bill Russell four because he has all the rings. It's hard for me to talk about Wilt Chamberlain and Bill Russell in the same conversation as as guys from like the '80s forward. Yeah, yeah. Especially I mean, having not really watched him play. 
Yeah, and well, obviously for all we, the accolades they did, though, you could see the record book. I mean, those guys were great. Yeah, you're gonna do the. Yeah, Felder I watched the video. Then... I'm pretty sure that I'd be a Hall of Famer if I was there in the 50s. Okay, <laughs> you'd be talking about me right now. Bob Cousy didn't use his left hand, so I guess. <laughs> yeah, <Sounds> like, I, <laughs> like Kareem's got to be in top five. I think you can talk about Shaq being up there and his dominance. Kobe, Bird's got to be in the conversation. Magic's got to be in the conversation. Um. Those are probably the guys that that get into that conversation before or around LeBron. So he's top five for sure. I mean, you can make an argument for top two. I don't think he passes Mike MJ because Michael's MJ's uh, he globalized the game, right? So Michael Jordan is celebrated because what he did for the game of basketball, in addition to how good he was, in addition to how much of a winner he was. The Michael Jordan, Air Jordan brand, the '92 Dream Team, like that took the NBA and made it a global phenomenon. And that the was my opponents Jordan. were taking pictures after the game with him because they right. wanted to, and they that's why my, and that's why Jordan's Jordan. That's why Magic's not Jordan. That's why Bird Bird's not Jordan because the game hadn't got to that point yet. If Magic and Larry had gotten to that point where playing in that era that that Jordan was, they would probably be more so in you know revolution in the game right like Jordan player, did. Right it time. just just the timing, yeah, the timing of it, and and look, Magic and Bird set the table for that for sure. Like the '80s propelled the the league to a point, and then Jordan took it to another level, and then LeBron has taken it to another level. So, gotta give him his prop. But yeah, what a fucking show he put on, <laughs> not in the best way. After beating that, congrats, congrats, LeBron. Gonna be yeah. hard to beat. He's gonna keep playing for a while. What do you think they're Brian. gonna do in China, though? What do you think they're gonna do in China for him for a ceremony? It's <laughs> a, a good question. Thank you. I'm sure it will involve some type of floating dragon. Like they do. You think that's Maybe why they had the balloon? all those spy balloons. Maybe mm-hmm. that was for LeBron. That's where I was going with that. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'll be sweet to get a bird's eye view from those sneaky fucks. <laughs> they didn't want to pay for the crypto arena tickets. You didn't they think we'd to... find the balloon, China? <laughs> nice fucking try. We just want to see LeBron. <laughs> Quick break. <laughs> Speaking of that, I, I'm sure they don't air the Super Bowl uh, over there uh, in, in a lot of places. So there might be another balloon in the sky on Sunday when we got Chiefs versus the Eagles in a Super Bowl. Is it 57? I never know Super mm-hmm. Bowl numbers. Mm-hmm. I stopped counting. Yep. I'm bad at Roman numerals is probably as why, but mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you the number that the Patriots have been in nine of them, Fucking 10 Bill of them. Since we've watched the Patriots in 10 ass. Super Bowls. I can't tell you the numbers that they were. Mm-mm. No, uh, yeah, I have no idea. Isn't that fucking awesome? We've watched the Patriots play in ten Super Bowls. A third of our lives Great. almost has been Super Bowls. During the best to during the best period of our lives when we would want the team to be successful. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Just just drunkenly stupid with no responsibility exactly. whatsoever. Exactly. I can't wait it for was, us to have grandkids. Be like, you fucking kids don't know shit. You don't we know shit. Our team ten times in the Super Bowl. And you guys yeah. talk about three? Fuck you, kid. Go see I, your mother. I, I know. What's football? Uh, Chiefs dynasty. Major swing game for this old Chiefs dynasty. Five state AFC championship games. uh, Now in their third Super Bowl in five years. Looking to win their second Super Bowl in three years are the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes at the helm. Two. Look, you got to win three. 
that's the that's the bar for a dynasty. You got to mm-hmm. have three Super Bowls. That's that's been that way forever since mm. we started talking about dynasties. Since the Cowboys in the nineties kind of started the dynasty uh, talk. Steelers did the Steelers. Yeah, but they weren't talking about that. They weren't talking about them as like the dynasty became a media thing. So maybe the eighties 49ers with Steve Young, like not even they oh, weren't even Joe talking Montana. about it with but they weren't even calling it a dynasty with Joe Montana. Like they started calling shit dynasties after Montana did his thing. It was like the nineties. Anyway, you got to win three, I think benchmark. Yeah. Agreed. Two out three of three. three out of five, three in five years. Yeah. 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 Three out of five or like a continued dominance three out of you can kind of blur the lines there, but five straight AFC championship games, undeniably the best quarterback in the league. Two Super Bowls out of three years. You're flirting. You're very, very close to Dynasty. Very, They're also very flirting with being the Bills of the early 90s. If Jimmy G hadn't overthrown that pass, they'd be the fucking Bills. The other side of the coin is one in three and a pass away from being 0 in three. Yeah. And you start talking about not having enough to get, get to the end of it. And if people forget, that was um, Andy Reid's calling card forever and Philly, they went to four they straight choked. NFC Championship games, only got the Super True. Bowl once, and then Donovan McNabb, McNabb literally up. threw up in his shoe, and mm-hmm. T.O. almost stabbed him for it. So <laughs> you got you got all of that going on. Andy Reid, uh, a lot has been made of this, is not that far behind Belichick, about seven or eight years worth of wins behind Belichick, and is eight or <laughs> that fat eight or nine years younger. I was trying to think of how to make that into a fat joke when you said he it wasn't is... that far behind, but I couldn't do it. Yeah, that fat fuck waddles worse than I do down that fucking sideline with that play sheet. There's no fucking way he makes it to 69. Nice. Nice. Uh, Okay, so either way, give me your prediction. I just want your prediction on the game, prediction on uh, the Chiefs, uh, more so Mahomes' legacy. Where do you think it can get to? Where do you think it will go? Um, and then, you know, does, do the, I'm go birds here. I, I would, I, I don't want to see the chiefs win. Go birds, go Jalen hurts. Um, Eagles fans are just insufferable. Yeah, but sort Bobby, of I, Bobby, I said this, uh, earlier podcast, I would be a Philadelphia fan if I didn't live in new England. I love those oh. assholes. They are just, they the love sports, worst. but they love sports. Like they take it. With but they're passion. also so fucking douchey earlier this year. They're like, oh, Jalen Hurts fucking sucks. The Eagles are this. And then six weeks later, they're oh, Jalen Hurts is the fucking bad. The Eagles are the best team. They don't even know what they're talking about. Sounds like Boston fans. Mac Jones is going to win a fucking MVP this year. <laughs> Fuck Mac Jones. Get him off. You can't even have a sprained ankle. That's pussy. what I'm saying. See, <laughs> that's why I go to Philly. I love it. I don't mind Philly. Speaking of Philly and dynasty talk, I had a uh, late night text conversation with one uh, Dr. Vittles. Oh. uh, Butch, who is a uh, a frequenter on the show a couple times. And I asked him the question. Actually, I I phrased it as a a statement. If Philly wins the Super Bowl, they're closer to a dynasty than the Chiefs are if they lose. They'd have two wins in five, six years? Two wins in six years, five years. He was 17, right? Yeah. Yeah. Two wins in six years, two Super Bowl wins in six years versus the uh, the Chiefs. One, uh, he did not agree with that. He's an Eagles fan. And I was to say he, he's an Eagles fan. Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. and he said he basically considers the Chiefs already a dynasty. So that goes to show you what Eagles fans and Philadelphia fans you know think about sports. Bring They're that fuck on next week. I want to talk to him. <laughs> Fucking asshole. There's no way. How can you be a dynasty if you only have one win? That, that makes yeah, no not, fucking that sense. That is not. 
It's not a dynasty. Nonsense. The Rams but, dynasty is in exactly. full effect then. Yeah, the Rams. Then you could take. I mean, Tampa, they've been to Tampa Bay a dynasty. One. We're we're in the middle of the Rams dynasty. Yep. Yep. They, well, they could bounce Fucking back. Vittles. Uh, take the doctor away from him. He can't. Be yeah. Exactly. Nope. Gonna have to. Where, where did he get that? Where is he? What, what college was this? The same as mine, Doctor Ferndale. Same as Doctor Big Mac. Undisclosed. <laughs> Undisclosed. <laughs> it was a CUNT University. Uh. <laughs> Give Bobby, give me your predict. What do you think? Do you have any predictions of the game? You're looking forward to it at all, or is this this the? Uh... Yeah, I'm looking forward to it because the Super Bowl. I think the Eagles win. I think they've been the best team all year. They look great. I mean, they kind of cruised past that NFC Championship game. That was a fucking dud of a game. I, it, it, but yeah, I, I think they'll win. I mean, Mahomes is a little injured. Kelsey's a little injured. Wouldn't be surprised if they win. But I'm, I, I think the Eagles win. Raymond. Uh, the Kelsey Bowl, they're calling it the Andy Reid Bowl. It's gonna make for great media, uh, come Sunday, you know, because this is obviously like eight hours worth of coverage before the game. So, there'll be a lot of talk about the brothers' first time going up against each other. Uh, Andy Reid used to coach the Eagles, he couldn't win it with them, and he went to Kansas City and won it. So, I there's interesting, uh, like story things lines. going, yeah, storylines going on there, but yeah, I think the Eagles win. I hope the Eagles win. I don't want to see Patrick Mahomes, even though that I my hatred for Patrick Mahomes is his brother and wife. I still don't want to see him win. I don't want to see them at the podium and annoying. all that shit. Yeah, yeah, I like watching Mahomes play. And uh, interested, we can interested to hear your opinion on Kelsey. Do you think is he passing Gronk? No, he doesn't block. Gronk. I used to think that Kelsey was like I didn't understand like I thought he was overrated for a while but then like it's just this was like a decade ago and I'm like oh my god like he's still playing and he's still good he's so consistent and so consistently open and the connection he has with Mahomes is just like yeah he's just always there like you know is, is, is he a wide receiver he's more of a receiver but he's, he's like a like, pass catcher yeah he's sneaky kind of gets out and gets some blocks I someone put it well the other day on the radio is he's not as dominant as Gronk was in his prime certainly Gronk had his injury histories but like when Gronk was fully healthy and fully engaged unstoppable like triple team double team they changed the rules because of him remember when they just started calling from offensive pass interference for like a full half a year Mm -hmm. (laughs) so only on him only on him wasn't what Kelsey's not the dominance that he was but look prolonged career to get open he just he absolutely understands how to manipulate coverage and go where people aren't. It's chemistry. Yeah. It's chemistry. They have chemistry. They played their whole because Kelsey was drafted the year before Mahomes or after. He no, was there been, before Kelsey, like five, maybe two or three years, years before, before him. Yeah. Was it that much? Yeah. So they have chemistry. Yeah. This is chemistry. I'd like to see the Eagles win too. I think um that front for the Eagles has to has to go to work and they got to keep it a, a tight ball game, like a 24, 27 to win 17, 24 type win. Um, I don't know. It's all about Jalen hurts. I think if Jalen hurts has a good game, the Eagles can win kind of going away with it. But if he's not accurate, like he was like that 49ers game was so stupid, like go figure you need a quarterback to win in the NFL. Um, but he wasn't great. You know, you see Chris Jalen McCaffrey came out too. What's that? Christian McCaffrey came out and was blaming the NFL for the stupid rule about not being able to have more than two quarterbacks. Yeah, I saw Brandon Ayuk talking shit to that team. Has Pitches, been come on. Shit for three years, they haven't done a goddamn thing like God the Grizzlies damn. of the NFL. Go fucking win, then talk your shit. Mm-hmm. 
I guess it's a 40. I guess we're on the on the cusp of the 49ers dynasty. Maybe that's what that means. Oh, yes, because they've been to so many NFC championship games. There we go. There you go. Mm -hmm. Okay. uh, so full on we all got the Eagles winning, or we're all just hoping the Eagles win? Both. We all have them winning, winning, and we all hope we win they win. (laughs) Fair enough. Okay, uh, afternoon delay and just a quick Bruins segment here. Sky rockets in flight. Afternoon delight. You guys have it, I think. Afternoon delight. I don't know, Ron. That sounds kind of crazy. Uh, trade deadline coming up for the Bruins in the uh, NHL, March third, I believe. Uh, missed out on Bo Horvat. I was badly. I, I was big on this guy. Right, I don't even know if they ran on him. Frankly, but the Islanders got him for. I don't know hockey prospects enough to know if the Bruins could match it, but certainly they could have um, given him a little bit more. It was two uh, on roster young guys um, and a first round pick mm-hmm. to get Bo Horvat. And then they signed him for eight and a half million for eight years, basically the deal that Lindholm got. That was a no fucking brainer in my book of the Bruins because he takes over for Bergeron leaving. I've been saying it for a year and a half. You have to make moves at the NHL level if you're the Bruins that that benefit the now and the future at the center position because you got jack shit in your pipeline at center and your team is operated and run by Patrice Bergeron, and now this year, David Krejci, and go figure, you're the best team in the NHL. You're going to lose both those guys next year. You're weighing on David Pasternak sticking around, and he wants to see who you're bring in at center. This guy would have been perfect for that role. He would have helped you win this year you know, to the cup, even though defense is more of a need. I just thought they should have been in on him. I thought they should have thrown the kitchen sink, and it would have been a big move for him. Who knows how bad they missed out on, but that was a little disappointing to see. And he goes to a guy that you're gonna have to, you're gonna have to go through him now. So yep, not great. Uh, do you think uh, Jake DeBrus getting hit or hurt in that Winter Classic fucked that whole trade up? Well, not judging by reports. Judging by reports, Sweeney said any deal starting with DeBrusque or Carlo was a non-starter, which is so stupid. Well, we know how fragile these guys are, so maybe that's why he's saying that. Maybe not, that he yeah, doesn't yeah, want to come good... on. <laughs> That's a good point. I mean, come on. I didn't think about that. Sweet. Well, I don't give Sweeney that much credit for being smarter than the average bear. Well, it probably wasn't uh, Sweeney. It was probably Neely saying, hey, shut the fuck up. This guy's fragile. Don't say that he was part of the deal. We can't yeah. lose DeBrusque's mental fucking fragility right oh, now. Just not right now. Tell the media that we were never going to trade him. Yeah. Uh, so they're out on him, but still in on Jacob Chitron, uh, the, the left shot defenseman from Arizona, who's playing in front of 3,500 fans. At Mullet Arena? In Phoenix at Mullet Arena. Go figure. You want to get the fuck out of there. Um, that's going to cost him an arm and a leg. It's probably going to cost more what it, what it costs to get Horvath. I never say his name right. Um, but there, it seems like they're still high in him. There's two or three other teams that are big on him. Toronto he, is big on him, too, right now. Toronto, Edmonton. Um, he would be perfect. I mean, that's another. You you're definitely have a need at defense. You definitely, yep. Grizzly, Clifton, Carlo are not enough to get you get you through the stretch. You need a guy uh, to come in. He could do that. Luke Shen uh, from the Canucks would be much, much cheaper. He's more of a defenseman, um, defenseman kind of a third-pairing guy, but you put him next to Carlo uh, or Lindholm, and um, you might have something there. Um, this St. Louis Blues forward, Ivan Barvechkov. I'm not that big of a hockey guy. Um, could be a, a wing depth. Keep your eye on. And then the big beautiful. name here... <laughs> Thank you. The, the big name here is Patrick Kane. Yes, please. Has a no trade clause everywhere. Um, 
But to get him, the experts are saying it would take DeBrusque. We'll beep that, Jake. Don't get sad. Yeah, don't get sad. Um, uh, Fabian Lysol, who's their number one prospect in the system right now that nobody wants to touch because they haven't had a prospect in Boston for like 13 years. A first-round pick and something like Trent Frederick or, or someone off the off the roster. Um, obviously, Blackhawks would have to eat some salary for this to make that happen, but he would go right on your top line with Mr. Bergeron and Mr. Marshawn, and you would have a, you would have that's the cup. quite the force. That would be quite a, the force there. Yeah, you wouldn't have to worry about a defensive pairing because you just win every game ten to nine. So who cares? Yeah, <laughs> it would it would be pretty sweet. And he's I don't know what was he thirty one or something. Yeah, he has um, a cup. He has what two or three. The dynasty. He's got, three, oh, he's got three cups. Him and Tate yeah, so have three that's cups. A, that's a Blackhawks dynasty right there. Yep. So and he's young enough where you know maybe uh, maybe you get him around. He you know he gets that he gets that Boston water in him and he signs for less like all these fucking guys do the Taylor Hall effect. Um, that'd be sweet. I don't see that happening. But Chitrin, they're high in him. We'll see. They got to do something. They got to do something. They're in the same boat as the Celtics. You're the best team in the league. You get to the deadline. You have to add. You have to add. And the and the Bruins Sweeney has to thread a much thinner needle than than Brad Stevens because he sucks at drafting so badly. Yeah, the Bruins aren't going to suck away. enough next year after Bergeron leaves. They're still going to be good, but not that good. So you got to play for now and the future without giving up too much of the future. It's a it's a tight it's a tight needle to thread. But uh, he's good at trading though. Free agents, mm. drafting, mm-mm. so trade wise, he's Sweeney gets an A. Yeah, he generally just gives up the most to get his guy. Look yep. at uh, Lindholm last year. So I'd like to see him do that again, especially this year, as if you don't win the cup, what a disappointment. So just do it again. One more and fucking every, year, Swinney. Just dump the dump your shit on the doorstep of... Uh, that, yeah. that was not a uh, hoop stoop joke. That was <laughs> that came out. Oh, when you do that, this... Oh, no, I was fucking going to beat that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Civilist Minds of the Week, right for this. Stupid or something. Thomas is stupid as a stupid does. Damn it, Raven. <laughs> Sorry. Let's start with one Aaron Rodgers, who was on the Pat McAfee show and uh, talking about his future. And uh, similar to last year and the year before, seems like Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay. The first solution. Uh, they gave him a boatload of money, hundred something, hundred fifty million dollars two years ago. Second solution, they fired one of the coaches and brought in a new guy. Uh, they sucked again. This year's solution, Aaron Rodgers is going to take a quote unquote darkness retreat, where he pays X amount of tens of thousands of dollars to go into a dark room where they shut the door. He can walk out at any point that he wants, but he stays in there for a couple hours or days. I forget what he said. Uh, basically Aaron Rodgers is going to hibernate for the winter, like, like a black bear and then come out <laughs> with his decision on what he wants to do with his NFL career. What the fuck is that? Why did he need to pay somebody to do this? Why can't he just sit in his own house in the dark? Yeah. Shut the breaker off to your house, dude. You just fucking sit in your basement and just fucking figure it out or be a man and just say, Hey, this is what I want to do. I want to fuck wrong with the ayahuasca. Why can't he do that again? Yeah, just trip balls with another witch doctor. Why does he have like, to keep doing new yeah. shit? First it was the ayahuasca. Then he did the thing where he had to puke out like everything for like 12 the days. Toxins. All his yeah, niggas. and then now he's got to do the darkness retreat. Like, come on, pick a Fuck fucking this cleanse. this guy, dude. <laughs> God. Pick a fucking cleanse, Aaron. 
Pick a fucking cleanse. I I'll tell you this. Patriots fans have been on board saying, yeah, sure. Bring on. I've, I've been off this guy for a little bit. He's a loser. First of all, yeah. and clearly he's checked out of playing football. Like clearly he's checked out. He just, he flat out has stunk the past two years. He won the MVP three years ago and now it just flat out stunk. Like he just doesn't no, care. It was two years ago, wasn't it? He won it last year. Two years ago. That's what I said. You, you know what else is funny about these things? These Aaron Rodgers interviews on Pat McAfee. It, it shows how what's switched. Now ESPN is putting up like the Pat McAfee show on their shit, showing like, look at we're reporting what Aaron Rodgers is doing on the Pat McAfee show, essentially saying we can't get this guy. So we have to do this, saying that this show is bigger than what yeah. we have to offer you now. I just think that's so interesting that it's come to that. Well, him and well, Pat McAfee are boys too, I guess. Like, because he's always on that show, especially with yeah, the AJ he, Hawk, they so. clearly have something where, like, yeah, because yeah, they always do it. Yeah. Well, you can't go talking about getting tripping balls with witch doctors on ESPN. You know, <laughs> no. It takes up too much of the Le- LeBron coverage. Yeah. China coverage, too. Sorry. Balloons. Sorry, Beijing. Sorry. Balloons. <laughs> uh, and uh, second simplest mind on the list this week was. Uh, your boy G Unit, Thug, Young Thug, Thug Life, John ja Morant, just shooting. You know he had regulator as a sticker on his fucking car growing up yeah, and yeah, men yeah, yeah. down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Mayo were fucking popping caps. Yeah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> so after a game, I guess they got in a tussle with the Pacers, and uh, one of John ja Morant's boys uh, had a uh, laser laser pointed at the Pacers, and it was supposedly on a uh, from a gun. And uh, John Morant is thug life and wants to be part of that life. And, uh, you know, <laughs> hard. He's tough old. guy rolls hard. Uh, Shannon Sharp undressed him pretty good on his show. Talking about <laughs> you're not you're not going to do shit, man. Like, you're not going to do a fucking thing. Well, Dude, remember just... the Lakers. Remember the Lakers sideline when he was Shannon Sharp? That's how it all started. That's why Shannon Sharp's calling him soft. Because when is there uh... something with him and like his dad or something, doesn't he hate them or something? No, there was an altercation. Shannon Sharp was courtside and started yeah, getting in yeah, with the Memphis, uh, Memphis Grizzlies. And then John Morant kind of jawed at him. And Steven Adams tried to fight him and all this shit. And so, yeah, that's how that all started. And then the Pacers game. And that's why uh, Shannon Sharp's called him a fake tough guy. We well, use a fake tough guy, right? Life. Yeah, softest tough guy in the league. His real name's Clarence. That was a great. That was a great. Clarence. And Clarence's parents. Was a real good marriage. <laughs> um, are they the hated te- are they the most hated team in the league right now? Yep. And how the hell is De- uh, Adam Silver not suspending him because of all this shit? That's what I don't understand. This is an altercation that happened after LeBron a game. LeBron told him not to. Ah, uh, I see. I see. <laughs> for the this Chinese. Is, this is good for the game. Yeah. John Morant's good for Chinese ratings. Uh Yeah, fuck. Like John Morant's going to go for one of the most like likable, watchable, highlight reel guys to everyone just hates him. Mm-hmm. They haven't done a goddamn thing and they talk so much shit. And now you put this on top of it. I mean, the second That's... best team in the league. I mean, he was a likable character coming out of Murray State, you know, had that nice little run in March Madness coming in there, drafted and where he did. And, you know, he blew up Memphis. He's been playing great out there. They're the second best team in the NBA. Now all this bullshit. You're a soft, tough guy, dude. You're in the NBA, and you're thinking you're all about that life, and you're not. You're a bitch. <laughs> I had a nice little blog on some of my sports. Go check it out. Thank you. I thought we yeah. got away. Like I thought the early 2000s was this was that rum. The AI, the Allen Iverson NBA 
was supposed to be that thug about that life. And then they he's Gilbert Arenas. They gentrified the shit out of the NBA. They made us start wearing suits. You remember they put the dress code in the NBA because guys were walking oh. in with like oh my god, Fubu. Yes. or the food. It was Fubu for his bias. <laughs> the Allen Iverson NBA, I've said for many years, was the one of the worst eras of the NBA of all time. It was just in one. I loved it. One on one basketball, shit fucking basketball. That's how, how the pay, that's why the, you talk that's why the about Pistons won. T- yeah. Tell me I'm wrong. That Pistons team without a single fucking Hall of Famer on it won because every other team around them was trying to win like Allen Iverson. Uh, Chauncey Billups is in the Hall of Fame, isn't he? No. And, yes, uh, he is. Fuck you. I'm re- looking up right now. Go ahead. It up. I don't know. Everyone makes the NBA Hall of, uh, Basketball Hall of Fame. Uh, a bunch of women in there. That's how you know that's fake. It just <laughs> <laughs> oh wow. Uh, uh, anyway. Send hate mail to Amorel04 a- a- <laughs> at uh, gmail.com. <laughs> this has been the Supermind Sports Show. Uh, Friday Rewind, February 10th. See you next time. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> On a scene, the dead shall sing about their sins. On stimmies and truths, I'm gonna put it. He's not in the Hall of Fame. Well done. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Fucking Cheryl Miller is, though, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Rebecca Lobo. Hello, knuckleheads. Hey, hey, hey. long time no see. Yeah, it's been a while. Yes. Rich lost oh. more hair. Bobby got another thing for his background. It's just beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> I'm gaining here. I think you look washed out like a video game. Yeah, hold on. I just got a new webcam today. Hold on. Keep talking. Oh, I just thought I thought it was the rub over from your meeting today with. King Koopa and the and the gang. <laughs> Big <laughs> meeting. You're just slowly coming out of eight bit. Back to reality, guys. Drano's got a new product that we need to go over. I love how you think that's what I do. I love whatever. it. Whatever. It's cute. No, no, no. It's cute. It's cute, guys. <laughs> okay. Well, the meeting wasn't that fucking important. You were texting us during it. Yeah. And apparently, it's some sort of Gestapo meeting that you can't leave to go to the bathroom. It was like, hey guys, look for the big mushrooms, and we'll all get bigger. We'll we'll double in size. No, 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 no. Whoever collects the most coins today gets a bonus level. The green good. mushroom gets you an extra life. Do good what you luck, will. you fucking dungaree wearing slobs. Wow, that's just hurtful. That's racist. You're still washed out, but it's okay. You look better. You look like you're in a constant filter with that all the women do on uh, the TikTok these days. They, huh? just, they just blur all the wrinkles. I don't watch TikTok videos of women. Sorry, Rich. Oh, you don't? Okay. <laughs> there must be somebody else sneaking into our account. It is it is run by the Chinese and they're fucking 
<laughs> they're blimp. I, I always forget that that we're all sharing that. So every time I uh, oh yeah, no, I see uh, it. I see. Uh, uh, <laughs> Those search histories <laughs> must be from Bill. Must be from yes, Bill. yes. He still has Bill. access. Yeah, yeah. well, you got to throw the algorithms off every once in a while. You you can't just search the same shit all the time. Every once in a while, you got to throw them a curveball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What Bobby said. Yeah, every once in a while, you got to get off the sports. And uh, what was the let, let me. Yeah, you just deep all of a diving just... mother's gaping asshole. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just you search a little midget porn, you know, throw the them goddamn off. Chinese with that fucking gaping they won't mother know how to pin you down. No, I'm gonna oh, beat that. Man. Goddamn, we were we were fine until you said goddamn Chinese, right? Oh, God. You said it. You said Chinese. I didn't say goddamn. Oh, we can't say God. I got you. I yeah, got you. it's the God that has to be beeped. Chinese, fine. God, fine. Nope. They're on the back. They're on the. They're on the bad list right now. It's okay to fuck with them. Uh, speaking of fucking with the Chinese, what do we get? What do you say we get to our opening takes? Uh, Ray, uh, why don't you kick us off? Uh, Super Bowl is upon us, and the goat talk 